Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started with July 9th's meeting here. That's Downtown Neighborhood Association. And first, I'm going to go ahead and cover what the minutes of uh, last uh, month's meeting was. We started at 640. Uh, we talked about activities and the opportunities that were, uh, were taking place. Uh, we also covered the low-income housing structure that was going to be looked at from some developers. Uh, is that true on their, mm -hmm. we're looking at developers asking for some low-income housing right. in some of their projects. Uh, we talked a little bit on the changes on Elm Street and the new development with Magnolias and their parking. Uh, we also talked about the startups of Waco, uh, the job uh, entrepreneurial startups. They had a cheese, what was it, a cheese? Uh, they had cheese sandwiches or something there. there oh, a grilled cheese. Yeah, a grilled cheese sandwich thing. But what was the whole theme about? What was the grilled cheese? It's, it was called Grill Me. Grill Me, that's right. Yeah, and you would get like speed dating style, five minutes to... Oh, it started to break oh, Talk with entrepreneurs and things of that nature to help out. Uh, we ended the meeting uh, and went into executive session. And then we began talking uh, with Jeffrey with regards to starting of our uh, webpage. Uh, so that's pretty much what we had for those. Can I get a someone to go ahead and approve the first minutes? Okay, Hector, can I get a second? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> okay, sure, why not? Okay, why not? What was your name again? Paco. <laughs> as long as they call you for lunch, right? That's it. Okay. Um, the thing what I want to do today is we're going to have a, a guest speaker here. She likes to tell us a little bit about what uh, CASA is doing and things that they're coming up with. And then we will go over some of the activities that will be showing up here these next couple weeks. And then we'll go to a little bit of executive session, and uh, Jeffrey Cannon's going to show us a little bit more over the web page that we've put together, that he's put together. I want to say we, he's put together. Oh, no, it's, it's a team effort. Yeah, <laughs> he asks me questions, and he just fills in everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's doing a good job with it. Okay, Kate, uh, you want to tell us a little about, I'm going to give the floor to you, and yeah, tell us a little about yeah. CASA. Well, thanks for letting me come, everyone. I uh, didn't even really know this all existed until recently, so it's kind of cool to be a part of it, so thank you. Good. Um, so my name is Kate Gilbert. I'm the recruiter and trainer for CASA in McLennan County. Uh, if you did not know, we are a local nonprofit that is part of a nationwide movement. Um, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. We recruit, train, and support volunteers from our community um, to advocate for children who have been placed in the foster care system due to abuse or neglect. Um, I'm really here today just because we're trying to connect with the community. Mm -hmm. We're currently on Washington Avenue right over there. Uh, we're about to move into a really beautiful renovated church mm -hmm. on 5th and Colquitt, which isn't technically downtown anymore, but we're still downtown, so it counts. Um, and we're just really trying to grow awareness in the community and get people to know who we are. Uh, one of the biggest things I've noticed since working for them, I've been an advocate since August, and I started working here about a month ago, and when I tell people where I work, everyone's like, oh and I can tell they have no idea what it is. <laughs> and they say they do, but then they just kind of walk away, and I'm like, yeah, you didn't know. So uh, I really just kind of want to spread the word and find any way that I can, you know, connect with someone who thinks there would be a good way for us to be partners, if you will, or if there's ever an event where you think we would be useful or could, you know, just get some awareness out, that would be great. Um, okay. 
So yeah, it's a it's a kind of a hefty commitment to ask of people. So it's kind of one of those things that. Uh, Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Do we need an extra seat? Just Thank you. Okay. Hey. Hey. So I guess the biggest question was how can a neighbor, our neighborhood association be of service to you and uh, meet some of the needs that you are looking to accomplish? Right, and that's, I mean, I don't have a very concrete answer. I'm going to give my business card some information. I mean, really just if there are ever, you know, events being held downtown that you think we could have a booth at or just a good networking opportunity, that's really where I'm at right now. I just want to okay. get out there and get our name known. Um, so that's my biggest thing is just kind of get connected with everyone just to be kind of a household name, which is proving to be kind of difficult, right? You know? Well, it's okay. You don't have anything on social media? We do. We have a Facebook page. Um, and it gets some pretty good attention. But, you know, it's also hard to promote that if people don't even know where to look. Right. So we're just kind of, yeah. yeah. We're kind of trying to do the same thing, too. We're going to go ahead and get ourselves a little pop-up and... Good. Get the materials and things. So I think you know, if we do something like that, I wouldn't mind partnering up with you and doing, you know, have that. a few vendors or uh, people yeah. for display of that. Yeah, I'd be happy to get with you. Uh, that would be great. I think also in the South Waco area, the stuff that we have over there, yeah, we can definitely need uh, that attention to be known. So we'll okay. open you up to the university. Neighborhood Association, the Kendrick, that just started up. And oh, Alta great. Vista. Yeah, Alta Vista, too. Yeah, Alta Vista is probably one of our oldest and strongest neighborhood associations cool. in Waco that's been around for years and years. Years and years. <laughs> they won't move. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes them good. Yeah, but that's that's one of the things that, you know, we, we also saw was a disparity in, in the neighborhood associations. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's really contacting or working with each other. and. Mm -hmm. We can see that even when we did the thing with the schools, how parents got together and helped, and you know we got a lot of other things that are starting to be exciting for our community, and yeah. it's just getting the people out there and putting the time know. in. I know it's it's a struggle at the beginning, but once you got them going, exactly, you know it creates a rhythm. And there's just so much going on in Waco now. It just mm -hmm. feels like a lot is you know coming up, which is great. I mean, it's a great time to live in Waco. I just moved here a year ago. Where are you from? Um, originally Shreveport, but I was in Chicago before I moved here. Oh, so. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> Waterburger's moving there. You know, everyone's uh, <laughs> We're not very happy about yeah. that. <laughs> no, it was a bit of an adjustment, but man, I love Waco. It's been just an amazing place and a really open community and. Um, even more so now that I've been with CASA, really, everyone's really embraced it, right? When I bring my message, everyone's like, oh, yeah, absolutely, we love it, you know? It makes you feel comfortable when you hear it that. It does, yeah. yeah. Everyone's really great. We're going to have $10, hamburgers going for 10 bucks now, you know that. A <laughs> <laughs> Whataburger, huh? That's true. Oh, yeah. And that's just for a single Whopper. Oh, that's my just goodness. For a single. You're no killing cheese. me, killing no me. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. No fries. No fries. Uh, <laughs> the gravy is what gets me. That's my favorite part of Whataburger. The gravy? You never had that one. <laughs> well, I'll pass out uh, okay. a couple things just to kind of... Sure. And you're welcome, you know, to uh, attend our meetings. Uh, you don't actually have to live in the downtown area, but if you work in the downtown area, you can be also a member. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so how often do y'all meet? Or once a month? Well, once a month, uh, every second Tuesday. And uh, 
we, we cover residential, a little bit of the commercial, very, very so often because we have such a mixture, they show Thank up you. when something's really about them. Okay. You know, and then on the other hand, we have some regulars that come, and then we have some folks that are like uh, uh, Resilia. She's helping out with some art, and we're creating our own division because we're in the art district. Yeah. So we're going to have our own little council for Great. that, too. I think we should play a part in that role. Absolutely. So just keeping the activity of things going on. You can't right. do too much. Yeah. And then people won't participate. That's the hard part. Yeah, that kind of line of you know getting everyone to. You gotta have be a little fun it. with some of them and uh -huh. throw a barbecue once in a while. <laughs> Barbecues always get people anywhere, you know. I'll show up to anything with food, so that's how you get them. Yeah, and then in fact, every year we have a crawfish ricasa event. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know that. That's kind of one of our biggest known things, oh. I think. And this year we had about maybe close to 500 people attend. Wow. Um, it's over wow. the fairgrounds. Wow. We had crawfish, obviously, and gumbo, and a, it's a silent auction, and we have um, a lot of places in the community, like, just completely donate things to us, right. and then we get pure profit. Like, even Kendra Scott gave us some jewelry, and nice. of course, and, you know, people bid really high. I mean, it's really great. I mean, everyone's really about it, and sure. yeah, it's a great fundraising thing, and a good community awareness, because a lot of people know about it, so. And anything that you're having coming up, email it to us, and we'll post it on our Absolutely. website, too. Yeah, we don't that. have too many things this summer, but we're we're trying to be everywhere. We're going to national night out things coming up this mm -hmm. summer, and any sort of just event. get started, get involved, and in seeing the different events. Yeah, there's plenty of them. I already went to three of them, and I just got here. Really, <laughs> I went to the farmers market a couple weeks ago, and it was very hot. It was like the first hot day of the summer. Like the oh, radio yeah. on my way there, the radio was like hottest day of the summer so mm -hmm. far. I was like, all right, she ain't so seen. Far. You haven't seen nothing. Yeah, yet. so far, you know. <laughs> Every day I'm like, oh, it's hot, and then I'm like, what am I talking about? Like, this the is just the normal. This is not normal. Yeah, this is this not normal. We're, we're so appreciative of this weather. I know. Anything on your end? Well, I was just going to ask, Kate, what is your biggest need? What is Casa's biggest need, would you say? Advocates, Volunteers? Yeah, okay. just volunteers. I mean, obviously, we love donations and, sure. and any sort of help like that. And people are always kind of like, well, I don't have the time, but is there anything else I can do? And my answer to that is besides donating, tell other people. Like, word of mouth is our biggest thing. And it is, you know, quite a time commitment. And we want people to feel like they have the time. We don't want to sure. force anyone into it. So if you can't do it, tell your neighbor or your friend sure. or whoever. So that's our biggest need, just okay. the advocates yeah. themselves. Because we run solely on volunteers, sure. which is rare for some nonprofits need volunteers, but we are literally, you know, volunteers. Depending based. on you. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have them. We don't have funding. So. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I didn't really talk about that part, right? So essentially they're advocating for, um, once a child comes into care, uh, the judge can assign an advocate for the child. Um, so unfortunately there are about, actually right now there are about 700 kids in wow. foster care here in McLennan County. Um, we only have about 150 advocates. So that child has CPS and an ad litem. And then if they get a CASA, they're really lucky. Uh, we kind of do like um, the work that CPS workers are doing, okay. but um, you know, we get to speak from our own selves as opposed to like you know their policies. So we have a lot more freedom in that way. But we turn in court reports and we're advocating for their education and where they're living and physical and mental health and all that sort of thing. Um, so you're really just looking out for their overall well-being as opposed to like. Um, 
one way that it really steps in, it, in my advocacy, what I've seen that it really helps with is their attorney can only advocate for what the child is saying. So sometimes yeah. the child will say, well, I want to live with mom. And everyone there kind of knows, well, there's no way this kid can live with mom. But legally, they have to say, this child wants to be with mom. So CASA comes in, and that's actually time the judge will appoint. Sometimes the judge will request a CASA for that, and the CASA can come in and say, you know, here's what's best for the child's well-being. So our overall mission is to advocate for their well-being. So volunteers basically behind the scenes <coughs> running errands and yeah, we're kind keeping of a, up with what's going on with individual X. Right, right. And um, uh, I think our best, like one word I like to use is investigator and facilitator. Okay. Because, you know, you're kind of, you're interviewing everyone, if you will, and just finding out what's going on and keeping up with everything. And obviously meeting with the child and hopefully forming a relationship with them as well. But you're just kind of behind the scenes making sure everything is going smoothly. And it's, it's really amazing. In my own advocacy, I've just seen a lot of need where, you know, the lawyer couldn't say what he wanted and I can. That's we just have a lot more freedom. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Which is great. And I mean, you know, not that money's an issue. It's great to do things for money too, but it's just amazing that these people are taking the time out of their lives. Some of them have full-time jobs or mm -hmm. students law school students, which I think is just amazing, like good for you doing both, you know, but I mean, you know, when you're taking your own time to do something, it's, it means not more, but it really means something, right? And sure. I think the judge, the judge here really respects us and it really shows that, you know, we want what's best for this child and that's why we're here. And you're a third disinterested party in a sense. Right, it's almost like an, un, right, it's like an unbiased yeah. person. I mean, a little biased in a good way, but you know. Well, the person knows he's not adopting the child, <clears throat> he's just. Right. Just what we here. are, and yeah. you know, it's a good way to look at the parents or the, you know, foster placement or wherever the child may be, and you can kind of unbiasedly say what's best. And that's one thing we really tell people is you have to come in with an open mind and an open heart because not everything is, you know, how you grew up or right. what you think, yeah. and mm -hmm. cultures can be so different. Absolutely. That's one thing we really try to teach people is like it may not be like your childhood, and everyone's really different, so. It's and a it's really okay. great experience. Exactly. And it's a really great experience and really helps you kind of learn and grow as a person. So That's good. That's good. Yeah, we'd be happy to, you know, help you in any way or just be part of uh, things to do. Yeah. Have you heard about One Million Cups? Heard it's of what? One Million Cups. It's a weekly event uh, for entrepreneurs and startups and local people to come together and okay. share stories. Yeah. I wonder if this would be something that you could share just to let the community know what's going Absolutely. on, what you need help with, okay. kind of behind the scenes, sharing stories of how things are going, what yeah. you need help with, like that kind of stuff. Okay, um, one million cups, what is it like through? It's it's a national thing, that this is only there was like a Waco chapter that started. Mm -hmm. and, oh, that's uh, cool, yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it okay. happens every Wednesday, in fact, tomorrow, Dixie, uh, downtown, Dixie it's Dixie. from 9 to 10. Really? At uh, Hustle Coworking. Mm -hmm. Can I just show up? Yep. Yeah, just show up. Sure. Right, it's my it's favorite thing. They got, they they got coffee, coffee too. Got coffee. <laughs> Free coffee. That's the best part of the job. You gotta be there quick. <laughs> I'll get there at 845 and get my couple cups it? in. It's at 605 Austin. It's at the Woolworth Suites building in oh, Hustle. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, they, they have it every week and they're always sharing you know, cool. In fact, last week, Ashley Thornton from Act Locally Waco, she was there. Oh, I love story. her. I'm just sorry. Um, and Veterans One Stop was able to present mm -hmm. what they do. And, okay. uh, I mean, it's something new every it's single every, 
every yeah. Tuesdays? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday at 9. At 9 o'clock for one hour. Mm -hmm. yep. Very cool. And so I would recommend going, but also uh, applying to present, because you, you'd be able to get in front of a lot of interested people who want to do something yes. in the community. And, right. I mean, not necessarily you selling, hey, come be a volunteer, but it's like, hey, this is available. This is something we do. Right. This is something that we're trying to fix in, in our area. And I feel exactly. like that might be just a good place to share. Yeah, that's great. I will look into that. I can't do it tomorrow, but I will literally go next week. Well, we also live stream on, on a Facebook page, so if you wanted to check it out, cool. you could do that too. Okay, so you are go to that as well? Like, is that part of your thing too? Cool. Yeah, and that's one thing is like, you know, I, I don't want people to think that when we show up, it's like, all right, I need everyone's name written down at the end of this because you're going to be an advocate now, you know. It's like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm just trying to, you know, bring awareness and let people know the options yeah. there. You know, please sure. join us. Yeah, I spoke at a church and um, afterwards some people, I was in the lobby just, just smiling, not pulling anyone aside. And some people were kind of like, like, thanks for all you do, you know. <laughs> Thank you as well. You know, no pressure, I'm just here. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. I'll be finding you on Facebook. That is funny. I know your PIN number. Yeah, right. I, I, but I get it, you know, people feel bad and they don't want to feel pressure. Sure, and, yeah, and, I know what you mean. Not and people do when they can. Exactly. All right, well, thanks. Anything else on well, your end over there? Nothing? Looks all good. Nothing more to say? Well, I know uh, on the city side, <laughs> uh, streets and street uh, remakes are very a hot topic right now. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, you know, a few months ago, the city went through a, a survey as to what streets need the most work and how do we <laughs> prioritize that. Uh -huh. And thus, you see all of the construction going around in downtown area especially. Uh -huh. Um, and so I know it's an inconvenience. I know it is, and and uh, but I promise it is uh, going to be worth it down the road. And so uh, you see so many roads being worked on simultaneously uh, because we have there's only a certain amount throughout the year that the streets can be worked on. It's really March through October, from my understanding. After that, the streets cannot be worked on, um, and so they're trying to get as our streets department is trying to get as much done this year as possible before October. So that's why you have a lot of streets being worked on simultaneously. And I know a lot of detours, no, a lot of inconvenience for people wondering why are we are working on 17th Street all the way down. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, it's we, all going to get done. <laughs> but, but, but it really is to benefit the community. Oh, and, yeah. and so... Um, of course, the I-35 reconstruction is another. Oh, I know it's another <laughs> topic. I know it is. Hey, but I want to tell you something. It's, I know it's Going to the food, food places are a lot easier to get in and out of right now. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one good thing. I one get, good thing about Waterbury, you can get in and out. I can get in and out quick. <laughs> yeah, the lines are not heavy for some reason. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but it, it really is just to make our community better. Yeah, I'm and, from six to mm -hmm. New Road. I'm, I'm driving down. I'm like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Now they're 
Well, hopefully like, yeah. that one will be done by. Hopefully, Bagby will be done oh, by October. I don't October. care. They're working. Like, <laughs> man, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's like Lake Shore, man. They redone all of that. And yes, sir. Going up yes, the hill sir. And it looks a lot better, right? And oh. it and it drives a lot yeah. better. <laughs> you don't have to have four wheel drive. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So that's the whole goal yeah. is to make it more enjoyable for our citizens that live here and those that travel the road. So. Um, I promise, be patient, please. But it, they, we are working through no, them, no and problem. so I know that's a hot topic right now. And so we are yeah. uh, definitely listening. If you want an update on what's going on or how what streets are being worked on, BetterStreetsWaco.com is a good oh, source oh, uh, for you to go to and and just to see how the progress is being done. And we even have on there what streets are going to be worked on next year and the following year. So. We really want to be there. We really want to be working on every street in Waco anywhere from 7 to 10 years. Well, it's just kind of nice to know ahead of time, you know? Yes, and I, I think that, that that's the biggest concern. It's like, you know, we don't mind it, just let us yeah. know. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. Yeah. I agree, you know. So if you, you're, you plan for it, prepare well, plan if you're, for it. If you're used to taking a route to work, yeah. the same yeah. route every single day, yeah. and all of a sudden, that's it word. throws you off. And then, then you're late, it, and you're like... Yes, <laughs> and then, then you makes you run late, it's, yeah. traffic is yeah. behind... So we're trying to be as proactive and, and make sure that our public information yeah, office is yeah, getting the, nice. the, yeah. the info out there as quickly as possible. So, uh, But yeah, that's the only... Well, if you take a look at the comprehensive plan, you'll know exactly all <laughs> what we're going to be doing. <laughs> but, but it's not, pretty thick, though. It is pretty I But not everybody would think about looking at that. Yeah, we, have, we, we, we did a plan five, four years ago, five years ago, mm -hmm. for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. At what we're looking to plan, where we're looking to develop, what needs you know new infrastructure, what needs new sewers. There's a lot of things that Waco needs to be spending more money yeah. in Waco. Yeah. Infrastructure. So, yeah, the infrastructure. Do we get, do the Fed help out any at all? Oh, I don't know those guys. I don't know those guys. Well, you know, TechStop <laughs> does... No tax money, man. <laughs> TechStop does, <laughs> is doing a bit also, you know, yeah. so yeah. It, it's a shared well, cost. Well, state, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Does that but, include the uh, sidewalks? So, so some no, of the streets will include sidewalks, sidewalks and gutters. Some of them will include that, especially those that, um, especially in the downtown and South Waco area that you don't see a lot of those sidewalks and gutters. We are looking to see how we can make that more pedestrian friendly. Because like where mom lives on 10th Street and that little corner of 10th and Clay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, to the clay. I mean, that little section is just horrible. It's like almost. Yep, I and yeah. you know, unfortunately, yeah, that's dangerous. it is. I mean, you can just, just um, you know, it's like all we've lived through it for forty years. Not that dangerous anymore. But the goal is is to definitely make it more friendly for children to be on the sidewalks, people that want to walk around their neighborhood to to be able to do that. So we are so we are working in that direction. It, See, I I need to walk and I don't walk because of the sidewalks. Oh. And uh, that's really brought me down because everybody needs to walk. Absolutely. Yeah. And For health reasons. Yes, ma'am. You're absolutely correct. It's, you know. Now, I see 9th Street. Oh, it's beautiful. If I <laughs> see it right there, <laughs> between 9th Street and 10th Street. There's nothing. Huh? Yeah, so. Um, I don't know. I, scre I scream louder. <laughs> I think you do. Something's in there. I got Always the other way. How did you get both sides of your sidewalk yeah. done where nobody else did? Between I said, that, they didn't do it for me. They did it for tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and the brushes being picked up. Yeah, the brushes <laughs> being picked up. Let, let me check on that, okay? Let's start off with 2 
But that's pretty much all we got going on in the city then. Uh, well, there's a lot going on, <laughs> but, but that is definitely the, the, the street infrastructure, which is very important, mm -hmm. and I-35 reconstruction is, is probably two of the main priorities that we're focusing on right now. you know right exactly now. what's going to happen with that I-35? Yeah, thing? I was wondering that, too. They're making progress. I mean, a lot's happening. But so a lot has happened, but there's still a lot of work that needs so to be done. They're going to, like, add one, two lanes or something? So I, uh, my understanding, of course, this is coming from TechStop, my understanding is that they will add a lane on each side. It's going to be four lanes. So it'll be four lanes, right? Four, four lanes on each side. Four lanes on each side. Four lanes on each side. But it's going to be up. Wow. How, you know how... You cross the river, mm -hmm. coming into Waco. Yeah. Well, the height will remain the same. It's not going to dip down. Right. It's going to remain the same going. height. So it'll be more. And that's why they take the walkway also. out. Yeah. So you know how, where it comes to 17th Street. Yeah. How it comes back up, the height will be that same height. It would be. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of work ahead of us. But so so I mean we're not looking really, at we're looking at a four or five year. Me. Project. Yeah, it's going to be a worry about the But it's definitely going to be worth it. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I worry about things that they don't think about. Well, they, they really don't. They don't. They never do. <laughs> it's like, let's put it up and see what sticks. I know. I've seen the picture. They're already cutting it. There you go. There you go. They want to do it. There you go. It's definitely our turn. So they're saying four or five years? Four to five years that we're looking at for the I 35 project. That's for the first part. Uh, well, that's part one. Part two is going to be another four or five years. That's from 12th Street to Highway 6. It's a two-phase project. Uh, yeah, but oh, that's put on hold right now. The second phase. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's, still, it's still a two-phase. It's, it's put on hold right now. <laughs> the so eventual two-phase. Yeah, it's yeah. phase one, and we'll get the phase two when we find Sometime. the money. Sometime. <laughs> we find the money. <laughs> so uh, we better hit the lotto and wake up. <laughs> All right, let me cover just a few other things, and then I want to go ahead and uh, get with Jeffrey on our... Web page here. Uh, Caritas has now got funding for the Veterans Case Management. They just started that last year and they got refunded again. Mm -hmm. So if you know anybody that's a veteran, uh, especially with, uh, the ones that are homeless, that are out and abouts there, uh, Caritas is now having a, a program to help fund, to help them, you know, get jobs and oh, get set up, things of that nature. Um, I'm going to let you talk about Frida. Oh. Uh, the, <laughs> the last Saturday we opened an exhibition about Frida Kahlo, the painter, Mexican painter. And because the Saturday was uh, 112 years ago born. Uh -huh. wow. And next Thursday, no, next Saturday, Saturday right? 13th of July, we celebrate 64. 65 years ago passed away. And our exhibition, uh, the name is Frida Kahlo Fountain of Inspiration. And we invite, uh, we call the artists and invite to, to have inspiration about Frida Kahlo, but it's, uh, each artist make the own interpretation of Frida Kahlo. Yeah, it's not about reproducing her art, it's about the artist's personal right. take on some aspect of her life or her art. And we have we have uh, fifty two artists. Wow! Wow! Uh, we have different kinds of mediums, and we invite everybody to come. Mm -hmm. 
Different countries too, right? And different countries. We have are from India, for Venezuela, Chile, uh, Brazil, Mexico, and we have a, a another artist in the United States from um, New York, New Jersey, and from Texas, and local artists. And it's going to be open for the next month. Yes. How, how's that going to be set up? August. Third of August. August. And what are the times you're going to be holding it open till? Excuse me. What time will it be open? What time is open? Tuesday to Saturday, ten to six. Ten to six. And where is it? And tomorrow. Nineteenth and tomorrow. Our forum of Waco. Right on the corner. It's called the Art Forum of Waco. Maybe we can help. Your organization to make art. Yeah, cool. I like that. I'll have to check y'all out. Okay. Yeah. That's really neat. Plan, a, plan a, uh, an event just for Casa for an invite artist. Yeah. Have a call. Cool. And have them do something Casa related. Yeah, and then we can have like kids do some artwork. Yeah. yeah. Well, Recibio no, and uh, her friend, which is Hector's sister, Diane, they really are the people that put the stuff together. They're the ones, that, the magic behind it all. Mm -hmm. um, Recibio, just quickly, she's she's been with uh, filming, she's done things for plays, and she's done everything from uh, costumes to art. What else have you done? Yes, I I work uh, I study art, but I work for thirty years in motion pictures. I make documentaries, and cool. later I from Los Angeles called me some production pro, production for to work in more commercial uh, films. Oh. And I have some to the people know more is the Mask of Zorro. And mm -hmm. the Legend of Zorro uh, with Antonio Banderas and Antonio yeah. and Hopkins, and I make in the in the both um, pictures the mask for Zorro. Cool. And later it was funny because they know I make mask, but they call me another production and and tell me if I want to make make another mask, and I ask what kind of mask. And say the wrestling, wrestling. How is it wrestling? Luchador. Wrestling. Oh, wrestling. 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 Okay. And and they say no, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> to make it because it's different. Yeah. yeah. And say, Very. but you can do this. And it I was say, kind no, of like a not. soap opera for wrestlers that that uh, it's the only regular. I may uh, uh, with Jack Black. Yeah. Yes, the Nacho Libre. Nacho oh, Libre. yes! <laughs> <laughs> that is too fun. And I made the mask for Jack Black, and we live five months in Oaxaca, Mexico, because all of the film was over there. And they called me from from Los Angeles, and they they paid me to make my trip from Mexico. And I'm, I, I'm going to go to Mexico, and I have very funny thing because they pay me over there in, in, in Oaxaca. Yeah. And I looking for the bank and I say, okay, I need to go into the bank and, and put my money from my account here. But when I went to the bank, uh, they are, 
It's very seldom you send money from the United States. Mexican <laughs> send money from the United States. And I say, yes, I need to send this, this check uh, every month. And I and say, what is the reason you send this money from the United States? And I say, oh, I'm married with a gringo and I need support. Came to the United States and sent the money from Mexico. They support Americans here, see? It's a new thing. They were like, wait, what? But what's this? And I I make my art. It's very, um, it's incredible because DJR. Presently uh, in 11 different shows. We have, uh, it's in DJR, I have 11, 11 exhibitions in different, in different mm -hmm. countries. It's wonderful. I have, I have yeah. work in, Fran, in Fran, France, I have work in Spain, India, Spain and Mexico. Germany. And it's very interesting because wow. I produce yeah. my art and, and, and the same Canada. time, for 30 years, I worked in my own Canada, art. Didn't you? Excuse me? Some documentaries in Canada. Yes, for me it's better. I, I like I love documentaries because yeah. I love to make a research. Mm -hmm. But in my house, I really, when I say, oh, I need to make some research in the Anthropology Museum or something, and my mom say, my mom say no, you are gossip. <laughs> no, it's research, it's gossip. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. a cheese me. <laughs> no, she's me. And, and I say, okay, but it's this, but... Nominated uh, twice. Nominated twice for Ariel's in Mexico City, mm. which is our Oscar equivalent down there for her work in documentaries. Wow. What for, for... In Mexico, we really was a period to we don't have uh, Mexican productions. Only it's American production mm -hmm. because it's cheap mm -hmm. for the people, for the American people going to Mexico and film. Really, it's, it's cheap, mm -hmm. and a lot of production was over there. But in any moment, um, they decide uh, start again to produce uh, films in Mexico. Okay. And I, I really, I, I feel happy because uh, was uh, in that period I start to re, re how do you say the um, yeah. start again to produce the national films in Mexico, in Mexico. Yeah. and uh, they say it's the new Mexican new Mexican films. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It's a, a new period. Mm -hmm. It's part of this. But I, I, I'm a costume designer, and I design the costume for, for uh, a movies. And later, somebody called me and said, okay, uh, I want you to make an art director. Art director is different to custom mm -hmm. designer. Only custom designer is part of all of the production. Mm -hmm. but, the but the art director includes all. Mm -hmm. And I say, no, maybe not. I said, yeah, you can do. And then my mom said, yes, I, I take. I, and, and I made. And what's funny, because uh, I have a nomination for this film as art director. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, oh, 
Yeah. And now we got her here in Waco. That's right. Older. That's right. Older. Yeah, the people. We're here. It's amazing. Ask me why do you live? What is the reason you live in Waco? You need live in Los Angeles or in another place today. Say, I love Waco. I got a gringo that's got a house here, so I stop there so often. Yeah. Oh, I, you were like motioning at him, but I was like, is this the green <laughs> That is funny. Well, that's why he knows so much about you. I was about to say he knows everything. Oh, yeah. My thing is in the Waco Winery tasting room. If you've ever been there or planning yeah. to go, there's a black light room upstairs. It's got a bunch of nonsense. That's yours? Hanging on the wall again. I yeah. love that room. And my boyfriend always goes, He did it. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's a good excuse. You know, you drink, you look, you love. That's right. That is too cool. It's so, things like this. Anyway, so that's going to be at the art farm. And if you get a chance to drop on by and take a look at some it's of our awesome. work, that would be really great. Awesome. Uh, there's another exhibit, uh, Ty, Ty Nathan Clark exhibit. Um... I think that's at seven twelve. I yeah, believe. It's in yeah, seven twelve. Seven twelve. Yeah. It's going to be there through July thirty first, and so we're starting to get a lot of art exhibits. People showing some appreciation for the art. So uh, just kind of keep the ball rolling. Yeah, and keep groups going. Uh, July thirteenth, Brazos cleanup. I think it's a quarterly cleanup that they do. So they're always looking for volunteers for that on Saturday. That's just yeah, coming, so, um, yeah. Meet at Waco Paddle. Right. I believe 9 to 12. Yeah. 9 to 12, yeah. Waco Paddle. Paddle. Waco Paddle. Oh, Paddle. <laughs> right there at UP and Franklin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there'll be people there that give you... Taking that. And then the 14th, we have the Tri-Waco Triathlon. I haven't got any info on the route or whatever. Uh, they didn't mm. do that this year for some reason, but uh, it's usually in the downtown, the river area, then going on up, so it doesn't affect a lot of the streets. Uh, Hector Sabi, though, is going to have a town hall meeting on July 15th. Is that going to be South? District 2, District 2 Town Hall meeting, yes. Yeah, but where is it going to be held? It's at the South Waco Recreation Center, Center. Okay. Oh, and it'll start at 6.30. 6.30, okay. As long as it's not a Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock. <laughs> 15th at 6 o'clock. There you go. And, uh... 15th? Yes, ma'am, July 15th. It's this coming Monday at the South Waco Recreation Center at 6 o'clock. Any particular highlights that you can tell us? So that we are covered? definitely going to get more in-depth about streets, <laughs> about <laughs> I-35, uh, Waco PD and fire, and the census coming up. Oh, census that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, no, <laughs> you still won't put my nationality in <laughs> So, so I always get mad at him every 10 years because, you know, you look at race and I always say, okay, Who's in the race and who's winning? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I call up and says, "So where am I supposed to check?" Yeah, but at South Waco Recreation Center, you know, at South Waco Community Center, Asian, I should say. And then what's the fourth one? There's another one, but we're not. We don't classify ourselves as a race. And they said, "Well, you you supposed to put it under white." And I says, 
No, not no. this year. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, she got to put it in white. And I said, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that. Well, if you don't fill out the census completely, it's not going to be accepted. And I said, then I'm a no-show. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, def- we'll definitely be talking about the census yeah. coming up. Coming up. Yes, sir. Well, because they want to do the thing about having checked the certain boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, July 17th, 1,000 Friends. It's going to be at the Waco Chamber. That's another thing like... A million cups, but a thousand friends have a thousand cups, right? Uh, (laughs) And it's really the business and different organizations that usually meet there. And that's another good place if you want to get your face in front of all the people that have the groups like ours. Yeah, I think I saw that online. I always look at the chamber. It's a good one to go to. You (laughs) kind of feel like you're... In a gossip circle where you're like getting all the secrets about what's going on. Oh, I love gossip. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're on the, we're on the second line of the gossip. <laughs> we're not the first line yet. <laughs> we, we get to hear what they want us to hear. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm getting terrible. Uh, the last thing was I just come across is going to be in the city is a $5.3 million incentive <laughs> program for <laughs> what? Uh, for a New Quest Entertainment Project. Mm-hmm. What's New Quest Entertainment? Yeah. And, oh, I think I saw that online. Right. And I think it's great. We need about 10,000, 20,000 more people in this town to start covering this because between that place. Have we forgot what's supposed to be happening over there on uh, I-35, um, FM Young's property, that three-phase development there? We've got that. We what have nothing. That? Big. There's supposed to be a three-phase development entertainment center over on the other side of Baylor Stadium oh, across yeah. the river. Okay. Ooh. It's a big, huge project. We're only in phase one of it. Mm-hmm. We just kind of let go of downtown a little bit because it's kind of fizzled. Yeah. Elm Street, we're pumping money into to get that up. And now we're going to have some other entertainment centers that are going to show up. You get to throw axes at this one, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be fun. But how much entertainment can we need? Yeah, alcohol and axes. I just love the idea. <laughs> All the big cities have it. Yeah, very safe. Yeah, so all cities have gangs too. We know. Yeah. <laughs> Things that Count we don't need. Anyway, my thought behind it is this Annie's negative moment. Um, <laughs> too many things are happening at one time, and we really are not a community that can sustain higher expenses for the most part. And my question is, it's great to have new things come in, but as we saw the restaurants, we've lost a lot of family restaurants because of the franchise restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, again, I love entertainment, but entertainment comes and goes. Mm -hmm. It's not the highest paying jobs. It shows an activity of growth, but in entertainment, just like music, just like uh, restaurants, they come and go, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, just for me as a stability, I'd rather see more companies with higher skilled labor to come into this town 
going to take up our industrial districts that we have downtown mm -hmm. and start fixing the backbone of everybody that they're able to afford this nuance that's coming. Because all this new stuff that's coming is going to be great. Right. But Kind of like the car all that technology, workers. like uh, you know, like food service workers and people working. Well, that's going to change. That's, that's going to take gonna some be, years. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, you know, I mean, it's starting to change already. You can see right. It. I mean, there's the kiosks at different places. You know, so yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of thinking about what you were saying about the uh, uh, education for uh, you know skilled labor, skilled mm -hmm. you know because. Mm -hmm. A lot of these jobs are going to disappear in five to ten years. Even the skilled skilled laborers, and by, and within the next ten years, sixty percent of skilled labor will have to be retrained, and that is because of singularity. That's because of uh, autonomous uh, things that we're going to have here. I mean, Uber drivers are going to be gone. Robots. Yeah, truck drivers will be gone yeah. because they're going to have autonomous vehicles that can drive long hours that don't need insurance. Don't need bathroom breaks. Don't need bath exactly yeah. insurance. Are going to spend Friday night getting drunk? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then get back on the road. Yeah, you get that on the road. <laughs> you know, well, no, you can do that now because you'll have an autonomous car that can drive and all. Five, you could be drunk in the car yeah. as long as the car's driving. Right. Still sounds a little iffy, but yeah, yeah. people will do it. Sure. Will. And I, I think that's one thing that we got to look as a community because coming from the outside, coming to Waco back in the 70s and seeing how far we are, we're behind then, and I see what we're going today, and it's good movement, but it's 40 years too late in my eyes. And the stuff that we're picking up now like, you know, uh, uh, Guama and all that. These are great programs, but they should have been done 40 years ago because those type of uh, trades are changing. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do now is we're going to teach our kids the old technology while the new technology is coming into play. Yeah. That's like going and say, hey, we're going to take Computers 101 and we're going to start you on punch cards. Yeah, the reason I brought the reason I brought that up about you know, technology is what you were saying about all this entertainment and right. restaurants and all that. I mean, they provide, they produce jobs, they provide jobs for people, but you know that's really going to be gone soon. Oh, by the way, entertainers are going to be selling their persona mm -hmm. for a movie. They're not even going to be in the movies anymore. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are going to change. But that, that was the one thing I'll say is, you know, I like these centers and stuff coming up, but they're not producing the right jobs that are going to keep people in a stable economy. And if Waco is ever going to get out of this um, uh, subsidized, because Waco is quite a bit subsidized, the only way it's, it's going to do it is the people are going to have to do it. Yeah. And we're going to have to get the jobs here and the companies come here so we can fill those spots. But the thing is, you know, the cart before the horse, you have to teach the people the skills so the big companies know that we have that type of skill here. They will come. Yeah. But in the past, in the 70s and 80s, when I came here, I saw a lot of companies leave because they came here but weren't able to fulfill the positions that they had that were needed 
to keep their operation running. I mean, you know, of course, they have the service worker and the person that's doing packaging, and yeah, that's fine, but the more important position, it was hard to find here. So yeah. they leave. Those packages, positions are going to be gone. Those yeah, are those are going to be gone, gone too. So what are, what are these people going to do? Yeah. You know, I'm like just thinking about, you know, Waco and you Waco know, community what's as happening, a whole, yeah. you know, what's happening now and what's going to happen in the future. You know, just because you, know, you brought that up about it, Taylor, you just put that in my head. So yeah. that's why. I, well, yeah, a lot of things are changing, you know, yeah. when you're going to do things. I just want to see Waco take that step up and say, we're going to take that chance and we're going to get in front of the curve and we're going to focus on these three particular areas. Yeah, and I mean, we have TSTC, and from what oh, I've heard, my right. boyfriend's actually an electrical engineer. And Right. We moved here because Siemens um, mm -hmm. is over at the TSTC mm -hmm. hangar for the aircraft. Which it's a big mess with them, but either way, they came here and it's awesome. But uh, I mean, there are all these great engineers. From what I hear, TSTC is an amazing program. Mm -hmm. But then those engineers. In fact, we he had a friend working at Siemens with him who was supposed to be um, the mechanic for the plane, but the plane never really flew, so he was kind of unneeded with Siemens, and he moved to Colorado because. He has this great skill set, military experience. He's an airplane mechanic from TSTC, and he has no job here. So his whole family had to uproot. He's like three kids. Yeah. But, you know, it's like all these engineers are being trained here. All these people are going to Baylor for all these, you know, specific things, and then they leave. Uh -huh. If we could have more yeah, engineer no, jobs, that sort of thing. Nothing to hold them here. Yeah. Well, you know, where I think, I think where we miss the boat is we think that that education should come after high school. Mm -hmm. yeah. And see, there's where the difference up north. You get that education in high school. So most of us, yep. unless you were forced to go to public school, <laughs> um, they had jobs already. I had a job when I was a sophomore already. They came to my school and hired me. Okay? Wow. And mm -hmm. that's what really makes kids enthusiastic because a that you know like we have the Guam and we got two programs here is uh, for the mechanics and the, for the nursing and they're great but they're off campus mm -hmm. and see what I know is the reason what got me excited because my friends were draftsmen and engineers and tool and die makers and that's what I started surrounding myself with and that was during the day in school, so there were kids that went to that school that didn't go to some of the trade classes. That's the reason you went to as a vocational high school. Mm -hmm. But that's what kept me in school and kept me excited about going to school because I was I building things, I was making things. Yeah. I was learning about algebra on a, on a machine and it clicked. Yeah, instead of just like a test and a paper. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it needs to be, it should have been done in the school system yeah, because... We're still waiting for the click. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, not to get too far into it, but then, you know, when it comes down to development stuff, I love developing things of that nature, and I know our city side can't do very much about education, but I still think that there's, there's got to be that push because I think that's going to be the thing that's going to lift up people Hey, stay in Waco. I agree. Get good jobs yeah, in Waco. Yeah. Buy homes, buy sure. cars, create when communities. When I went to TSTC, I took my education to Abilene, and then I took it to Dallas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I came back here. Don't know why we come back. Worked industrial here. maintenance for the last 18 years in the chicken plant. Uh huh. That didn't exist back then. Mm -hmm. You know. I hear you. Yeah, you're exactly right. But I, to me, that to me that's a stepping stone. Okay. Anyway, let's finish off with that, and we're just going to go into the session right now. Oh, let Ann tell us what you got. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, <laughs> like you said, the river cleanup is Saturday. Right. Um, also on Saturday is the District Four residential cleanup, um, and I think somebody mentioned Rush. Just to give you an update on that. Uh, we worked for about a month. They worked six days a week collecting brush. So we're down from 1,800 work orders to, I think, <laughs> 300. Wow. We really collected more brush in April 2019 mm. than we had in, a, in any month in the history of the records. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, uh, so hang in there. Busy um, month. Yeah. <laughs> So if you live in District 4, or if you don't know what city council district you live in, um, you can find that at the waco-texas.com. But if you live in District 4, that day uh, for your uh, cleanup is this Saturday. Have your stuff at the curb by 7 a.m. Um, is it 4 or 3? Four. 4. It is 4. Okay. Yes. So what is District 4? It's going to be Austin Avenue North all Wake the way Wake. to um, Herring and then all the way to about 38th Street. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're we'll in District 2. District. And District 2 just had theirs a few months ago. Months and, ago. and just two weeks ago, what can you put we did out there? 3, I think. What's that? What can you put out there? Anything that you can on your trash day. So brush, uh, heavy uh, things like a couch. Bulky. bulky. Yeah. Computers, um, you know. Wow. Um, yeah, we'd prefer you not put computers out there. We'd prefer you take them to cops where they can be recycled. Sorry. But, <laughs> the big, these big old TVs that are still left. Would you believe I had a tenant that had a, a wooden console? And I'm like, oh, my God. You can take that to cops. Cops can take the cops? Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I couldn't believe you um, still had a console TV. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. A swivel zenith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we take from... Waco residents, we uh -huh. take all electronics at, at Cobbs. Okay. Um, it's costing us mm, a couple thousand a month now um, because now we're having to pay for the plastics recycling and the glass, uh, which is different than the way it used to be. I mean, you know, the recycling um, arena is totally different than it was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really changed. Matter of fact, uh, green auction is closed now right. because of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is it all still going through Sunbright plastic mm -hmm. and stuff? Mm -hmm. yeah. About 65% stays domestic and about 35% goes to other Asian countries other than China. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's why we had to drop plastic bags. Uh, mm -hmm. So no plastic wow. bags, yeah. no thin plastics like... Um, in the trash can. Right, that has to go in the trash can. In the Not blue one? Oh, no. Not, no, no plastic No in plastic bags in the blue. Boy, you got me all confused now. What about yes, the glass no, now again? Plastic so the glass um, still goes to Cobbs, and, and there's still a market for it. We don't get any revenue. But it goes in the blue the can. No. Goes it's the never gone in the blue can. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got two tickets already. I was like, what do they want me to do? I can't make... Thank you. Read that. Oh, there we go. oh my God, we don't read anything. So I tried, we you pictures. I tried to make it very simple. Plastic, bottles and jars, paper and cardboard and metal cans. Okay, That's okay. what goes in your blue. 
I, I got all, all, all into recycling, and I got all confused with what can and put it in. So <laughs> the, glass, um, the glass we take at Cobbs, yeah. and then we're doing a downtown pilot, um, and that's with businesses, glass bottles and jars, and that's Cubicle Beautiful that's doing it. Um, and they collect these carts full of glass bottles and boxes and bring them out to Cobbs. And now it's almost exceeded um, their capabilities, really. Well, too. Um, yeah. God, uh, but uh, we're Thank almost, you, you know. I got one. So we have we have orange cards. Yeah. No. What is this? Please? So she might share. That's just to hopefully you know Dory did this. That's just to attract the attention. Of, you know the orange, the blue, the green, and, and the blue. this is all that goes. In that all goes in the blue because oh, okay, it says recycle. So as everybody should know, every other week. Yeah. So I've got calendars, the one for the refrigerator, the one for your desk. Awesome. Your calendar. <laughs> yeah. And then if you need a bigger one because you can't see that, <laughs> I totally get that. I had someone. I got to tell you all this, and I am not making fun. But I had someone call me, and they were just so confused. And it turns out that they were colorblind. Oh, 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 oh. I, was, I was like, what? And then I thought, oh, the gray one, the gray one. <laughs> yeah. And then I suddenly realized, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say? I didn't want to go. Um, <laughs> you should have given one of those tests, of, you know, I know the I know. hearing tests. Oh, <laughs> anyway. He said, you can't tell the difference between... I was like, what? <laughs> you never know. Yes, you never know. Um, we're up to about 50% um, participation in um, the curbside recycling. So that's the number of blue carts that are out there. That's not the necessarily the number of blue carts we pick up, but it is the number of blue carts that are out there. So the cool thing about that is that there are people that do recycling at work because their work says, hey, just put it on a recycling cart, that's a fine. Or maybe at school, uh, like Baylor has kind of an open uh, recycling program. And so we've really got more recyclers than that. But 50% is, is really good for a voluntary program. Um, apartments are our, uh, the area we need to improve. Apartments don't pay anything for recycling dumpster, but the biggest problem with apartments is that it's a dumpster. So then, whoever, the tenants, passers-by, yes, they put trash in it, and then we have to cut them off. <laughs> because Sunbride is like, um, we can't take a dumpster of trash. We have to have the recycling. And I don't Yeah, I understand. That's their business. That happened at a... I used to live on 600 Franklin, right up here that apartment. And I think they might have ended up cutting off recycling completely because it started off as just cardboard and <coughs> my boyfriend were really into it. And then all of a sudden there was a notice. I think it was just no more of it because people yeah. were just like putting the trash in. Putting crazy things yeah. in there. And they kept and doing all these signs like no one listens. Yeah, no one that's listens, very no unfortunate. One reads, no one cares. I know, it's um, really frustrating. But yeah, yeah, that's the unfortunate part about the the multifamily um, side of it is, you know, it's an open dumpster. Yeah, yeah. and you can't make them all. You people see yeah. it and they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll just put my couch yeah. in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't understand how people try to do the couch. Yeah. Um, so, and then cultivate 
712, Keep Like a Beautiful is having a dinner to with them to try to raise money to help them. You know, they're oh. struggling a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking on my calendar because I'm trying to tell you when it uh, is. I think I did get something done. Tuesday, July 16th, uh, from 7 to 9 at Cultivate 712. So that's a fundraiser dinner for Cultivate 712. Mm -hmm. Partnership with Cupid the Beautiful. As you know, Cupid the Beautiful is downtown now. So there's a lot going on downtown. We're still working on the solid waste district for downtown. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that'll involve city council and so on. So the long story short, if it was a solid waste district, so all private entities, it's a free market. You can have waste management or whoever. Oh, really? Up your trash, yeah, for private entities. Mm -hmm. commercial um, so if we did a solid waste district we could say okay everyone downtown has to use the city of Waco for your trash service and that way there wouldn't be as many dumpsters uh, because in downtown we've got a compact mm -hmm. 